0: Is the University of Michigan.
1: Touchdown, Michigan! The
2: Michigan and they court extra pass. And it goes.
1: All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. It is February 8th, Monday after the Super Bowl. The Bucks obliterated the Chiefs last night. Tom Brady, the GOAT, onto his 7th ring. What was this, this stat is he has more he has more rings, Super Bowl rings than 18 NFL teams combined. Insane. It's well, absurd stat.
2: Didn't it say that he had more rings than any NFL team?
1: Yeah, Yeah. well, because the Patriots are second. Right, the six, right? Yeah. He won the Patriots every single one that they had won, and then he got another one. He literally just, like, spun the the wheel, threw a dart, and landed on a team and said, hey, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you want to go to the Super Bowl? Let's do it. And he goes out and wins it. And it wasn't even a competition.
0: He's got seven more than the Lions, tell you that much.
2: Yeah, I wish he would have landed in Detroit instead of Tampa Bay. (laughs)
1: No shit, exactly. Except you except Gronk was the one who uh, he uh, escaped for ret- or escaped going to the Lions by faking retirement, right?
2: <laughs> Fucking Gronk, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh god. So I mean that that was a it was a pretty fun game, even for it being thirty-one-nine, which is like a blowout. The second half wasn't fun, but the first half was pretty fun to watch. I thought it was kind of back and forth, but.
0: Nice little uh, Michigan tie-in. I was getting vibes of early in the season with the uh DBs grabbing on a lot of those wide receivers.
1: <laughs> oh. oh dude, there no. were some
2: bad calls in that game though. I feel like the Pat or not the Patriots, Jesus Christ, just getting used to Brady being on the Patriots. <laughs> I, feel like the- I feel like the Bucks got a like a ton of like uh penalties called for them on the yeah. uh there were a on the chase. Of- there's some there's some weak calls there.
1: There were some phantom yeah. uh, grabs, I thought, yeah. or phantom TI calls, so whatever. Um, but yeah, that was, I I mean, still, it's just, it's still fun. I know we haven't had a whole lot of luck with Mich- uh, being Michigan fans lately, but it's really nice to always just be able to lean back on Tom Brady and have him <laughs> be, you know, our savior here. Um. You know, I, and of course, JJ McCarthy is going to turn into Tom Brady, right?
0: dude. What? It's February. The hype train dude, Yeah, let's I got to be standard. bought in now.
1: Let's set the standard now. Set the <laughs> expectations that high so that if he, if JJ's not J or not Tom Brady, then we'll that'll be a disappointment. So
0: <laughs> let's just change our name to Hype Train Podcast. Hype oh hype my God. Podcast. I, I hate it. us. I hate, I hate
1: just
2: us, us Michigan fans. <laughs> Jesus Christ for the worst.
1: All right. So I do have one question for you guys though. And that is, it's it's regarding Tom Brady. And I wanted, you know, I think there was there was some chatter on Twitter, of course, of people that are like, well, Tom Brady the goat in the NFL, but he didn't do anything at Michigan, right? He didn't. He didn't win anything. He didn't do anything at Michigan, blah, 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 blah. So my question for you guys is, let's say Tom Brady, take 21-year-old Tom Brady who was in or at Michigan and put him in 2021. So his night we'll say his 1998, 1999 seasons, junior and senior seasons when he was the starter. Would you, would you call that a successful season as the quarterback of Michigan in 2021? Or is he like, is he a guy that we're, we're booing off the field or, or a guy that we're just like, even just disappointed in because I'll read off his stats in 1998, his junior year, he had a 61% completion percentage for 2,400 yards, 14 TDs and 10 picks. And then in his senior season, 61% completion percentage for 2,200 yards, 16 TDs, six picks. So nothing like crazy, right, in terms of stats. And then, Kalen, you had his, uh, what the seasons, what he did in those seasons, right?
0: Yeah, so in 1998, they lost to Notre Dame and they lost to Ohio State. And then in 1999, they um, lost to Michigan State, but they beat Ohio State and they beat Alabama in a bowl game.
1: So were they 10 and three both years?
0: Make me go all over SportsReference.com <laughs> here. Um, in 1999, they were 10 and two. And in
1: '98, in... they were 10 and three. Correct. Okay. So so 10 win season two as the starter he's 20 he's 20 and 5 right and he has as a starter what what is it um in terms of interceptions so he had uh 30 30 touchdowns and uh, 16 interceptions so what do you think? Is that like, put put that in 2021. Are we, are we like, yes, that is amazing. Or is that average? Or is it like, no, super big disappointment. Uh, you wouldn't be happy with it.
2: I mean, when, when I look at it, I think everything's just shaped around did you beat Ohio state and did you win your bowl game? And in, the 99 2000 season, right? Like he beat Ohio state and he beat Bama in the, in the orange bowl or citrus bowl, whichever one it was. And that's, that's what like, where I feel bad for Shea Patterson. And I'm sure like I've said like either good or bad things about him, but he gets a lot of the flack that, you know, he never beat Ohio state. Um, They didn't win a, they never won a bowl game. And he was a pretty good, I mean, he put up solid numbers. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he did. And I mean, there's kind of like two parts to that question, right? Like, Was Brady uh, successful in retrospect? Like, yeah, 100%, right? Because exactly for the reasons Jack just said. Would he be successful in today's game? That's a bit different, right? Because the game is just so different now than it was then. And guys like Shea Patterson, who frankly have better stats than Brady did then, we consider not successful for, you know, some tradition level reasons. Right, so right, It's a very interesting question. Yeah.
1: And I mean, what, let's look at what Shea Patterson did against Ohio state, right. On the, just on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, in 18, they scored 39, right. Not bad at all. Uh, no. And then what they scored 23, I think in 19 or something like that. So. Not that's not that's not crazy good, but like I feel like you you don't put those Ohio State losses on Shea Patterson, right? No. You put it on Don Brown in the defense. So I don't know. I think that it's it is kind of apples to oranges just because it's I mean, these games are 20 years apart, right? So it's it's obviously different, but I just think that it's it's kind of funny that Michigan fans um Michigan fans will back Tom Brady's career at Michigan <laughs> all day long, but then they'll shit on Shea Patterson or, you know, or somebody like that. Or I'm saying if Tom Brady did exactly what he did in 98, 99, here in 2021, 20, he'd be shit on all day. But now everyone wants to back him. Yeah, he's to ride, ride his
2: coattails, dude. Yeah, or ride for his sure. coattails.
1: If Tom Brady never did anything in the NFL, we'd never talk about him as like a standout Michigan guy, right? No. I
2: mean, yeah. I think it, we could go back to like a solid season, like beating uh beating Bama and Ohio State that year. But yeah, no, he wouldn't get talked about the way he does now. Not not even close.
1: Yeah, even yeah. though like in two or in '99, they, they finished that year ranked fifth. In the AP poll, and in '98 they were seven and one in the Big Ten, and I believe they went. They might have went to the Rose Bowl in '98, I think. So they played
0: Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So like, I mean, we haven't been to a Rose Bowl here in how long, right? So it's like I don't know. I I just I had to bring that up to you guys because I thought it was kind of interesting that, and obviously Michigan fans are they have to bat. When Michigan State and Ohio State fans are, like, bashing Michigan for, you know, oh, it's Aubrey, you didn't do anything. We obviously are going to back our guy, right? Oh, Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's just kind of funny because, like, because of how, like you said earlier, Kalen, too, like, I think he got booed off the field his last game at Michigan. Um, But now it's like, oh, he's our man. Michigan (laughs) man through and through.
0: We'll forget about that. Yeah. Real quick.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I think that it's a, it's a little bit just like all about, all right, Hey, let's not have those crazy expectations. Like I just said for JJ, right? Like 10 and three, if you, if your quarterback has decent stats and it can lead you to a 10 and three, three year, it's pretty damn good. Right. Jim Harbaugh has been 10 and three, three times out of his six years. So I don't know. Yeah,
2: the the key to Michigan's football, you know, outlook of a good season or a bad season. I've I've said it before. I'll say it again. Just move Ohio State to game one and get it over with. Because then at least you can have a positive trajectory to the end of the season. It can change a lot. Mm-hmm. I say I say move the game, move the game, and that'll change everything for Michigan. <laughs> I think it will.
0: Yeah, I you still got do beat
1: them. You know? Not necessarily. Well, you're but never going to win the Big Ten if you don't beat them. So.
2: True. I don't know. St- but still, it's, it, it feels a lot better if Michigan goes undefeated in, you know, October, November than going undefeated in September.
0: True. Yeah. I see, I see it as like they've given Jim Harbaugh kind of a longer trajectory with some of the, like, coaching hires, right? So, like, because he has so many new, younger coaches who've never called plays and some of those things, they've bought into this plan of, like, okay, it's going to take maybe two or three years to really, like, launch this whole thing. So I see, like, this year winning maybe, like, eight or nine games, but in the next couple years, like, that building towards something.
1: So let What's me you ask you. Let me ask you this question, though, because one thing that I, I look at these hires uh, that Jim Harbaugh has made is it's a little bit of a work in progress, kind of like you just alluded to, Kalen, right? Like, these aren't guys that are going to come in and make – they may make a, a splash in the recruiting like we've already seen, but are they going to, you know, get wins for Michigan right away? I don't know. I don't think this, these are hires that are just going to win now. But doesn't Jim Harbaugh kind of have to win now to win back this fan base and the trust of everybody?
0: Yeah, I mean, I want him to win now. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But I think that the uh, the boosters and some of the higher-up execs, he's kind of got them to buy into this, this longer trajectory plan. And I, I think they've definitely, like, identified the talent gap between Michigan and Ohio State. And so that's why you see him hiring – like ace recruiters and trying to really identify some of these like young up and comer type guys. And so he's putting a lot of money on, you know, some of these young guys, you know, turning into diamonds and we'll kind of see how it goes. That's kind of how I'm looking at it.
2: Yeah. And even, I mean, as long as these guys can recruit and bring in talent, at least you can kind of like have something to fall back on and hope they just play well if you're not that great of a coach. So I don't know. I mean, seeing four stars come into the, uh, what, D-line and secondary like, brings some optimism for sure. With uh, Nua, it seems like it's a whole different guy now
1: with Don Brown going, so, like, whether we can okay. relate it to that or what not. What was that about? No yeah, we Let's talk no, about no idea, that. But that's Let's wild. talk about that real quick. Tell me, so there's all this talk on Twitter about Don Brown handcuffed Sean Nua and he was uh you know holding him back from recruiting these guys what does that mean you're telling me Sean Nua came to Don Brown and said hey I've got this four or five star D tackle absolute stud I want to recruit him and Don Brown's like nah I'm good no thanks <laughs> what tell me <laughs> that like, last is one. it
2: like is it a coincidence or do we actually it's think it's gotta, gotta be a coincidence tough. I mean I think it's just gotta be a coincidence but but it is pretty fucking crazy like he goes from no no four-star tackle recruits or no recruits in general. Like, I don't know which one it is. But – and then he's got two in, like, three days. I mean, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I have no idea what to make of that. And, like, it's one of those things, too, where I'm like, I was I was on the podcast talking all kinds of shit about Sean Newer. <laughs> we need to get rid of him. All this yeah. bullshit. Yeah, but it's like, you know, I, well, I'll I'll say it. I was wrong, right? He can obviously recruit the hell out of, you know – Wherever he's at, maybe I'm thinking like maybe Don Brown had some specific type of guys he was looking for to run his defense, and he was telling Nua like these are the kind of guys I want, and Nua was going after those types of guys. Versus now, maybe Mike McDonald's like, hey man, you're a big Polynesian dude, go get big Polynesian dudes or whatever you know. <laughs> like,
1: it makes sense to me. I just I I mean. I understand there's some uh, scheme things, right, where Don Brown probably wanted the right guys to fit for his schemes. But, like, I don't know many schemes where a big D tackle that can plug things up doesn't fit into, right? That helps. Right. To me, Don Brown's Don Brown's whole thing is, is having the edge guys fly around. You know what helps makes uh, make it easy for the edge guys to be able to fly around? Guys, guys in the middle who plug the shit up, you know, so that's where I'm just so confused. And, and uh, you know, I, I just, I don't get it. I, I think that I do think that Don Brown had some stubbornness and maybe he was just like, all right, the Northeast is the pipeline and all that stuff. Um, but man, you would think that when you, when you're going through the recruiting cycle and when you're watching your team play, you're like, Hey, we're missing a couple things here, and it's uh, it's some big dudes in the middle to to help us out. You'd think he'd say, "All right, Sean, go do your thing," right? But that's just weird to me.
0: Yeah, hopefully it works out, right? Some of these guys, and and we can move into signing day and kind of talking about some of the some of the guys that Sean knew I definitely hit on.
1: Yeah. So um, so they. I mean, all in all, this signing class was really good let's think about all the shit that Michigan went through um in 2020 right two and four season Harbaugh you never like it's like you don't we didn't know if he was going to be here for how long right and then um and then all of a sudden uh you know like there's just I mean how I thought that this class was going to be a shit class. I just assumed it was going to be a shit class with everything that was going on. Why, why wouldn't you? I mean, I, I thought that we were going to lose quite a few guys. We ended up only losing the one linebacker to Maryland, right? Pretty much. Um, was but that, yeah, Don, I mean, you, the guy from
2: like Boston or New England or something. I that think so. Don Brown yeah. Recruited? yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, you lose like, three quarters of your staff and still keep this, uh, keep this class together. And at the end you land George Rooks, four-star D tackle, and then you flip Ray Sean Benny on the last on signing. And so you, that puts you into a top 10 class. Uh, And so like with a five-star quarterback still and a four-star running back and Donovan Edwards and Xavier worthy. And so, I mean, damn, like, I don't want to get back on the uh, on the like hype train. We can't resist but, it. <laughs> but like th- this has to get you excited, right? Yeah, even
2: like not even just the recruiting class. I mean, like you said, we got. But I think Donovan Edwards was bumped up to a five star. I could be wrong.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. He just did get bumped up to a five star.
2: But to have McCarthy, Edwards, Worthy all come in on offense, among other guys, and then you know, addressing needs on the staff. We got some pretty solid recruiters brought in. Mo Lingquist, Lingist, whatever his last name is, uh, is already super hot in the recruiting trail. You know, we see some four-star tackles come in on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, it seems like they're going in the right direction to solve the problems that we saw last year. So that's I'm, I'm excited, man. I mean, I've, I'm obviously excited. When I look at the grand scheme of things, and I think our record will be, I mean, 8-4, and 9-3. and three, is I think it's fair to be expected, but as a Michigan fan, it should be expected that every year, right? So um, I think yeah. that should
1: be the low end, right? Ah, uh, here we go. <laughs> I mean, well, it's eight and four. Pod. I don't know. That's not like you. You act like that's like a great season. No, I'm not. But I'm saying like that's what we should
0: realistic. expect. That's right. realistic. That way, sure. you're not
2: pissed yeah. off and upset every fucking year.
1: It is so funny, too, how I look at the schedule, like, at different times of the year. Like, after the Minnesota game, I look at the schedule. 11-1. 7-1? 8-0, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> now, now I look at the 2021 schedule, I'm like, shit, Michigan State and East Lansing, uh, even though they're supposed to be, I mean, they should be terrible, but you just never know. But then you have Washington, you've got to play Wisconsin, obviously Ohio State, Penn State, like. I mean, you're not I mean, are they going to be
2: bad? I mean, are they going to be good? Like, who knows?
0: Yeah, as a Michigan fan, you should be constantly reminding yourself of all the question marks on this whole, whole staff, right? I mean, that, all the yeah. coaches, QB battles. Who's playing defense at which position? You know, who's playing running back? Like, what's the O line look like? Like, literally, questions abound
2: everywhere. And the the funny thing too is, like, you look on social media now, like all of all the Michigan fans, like us included. I mean, like we're normally part of that part of that group a lot of people are like oh yeah 11 and 1 10 and 2 let's go i'm like guys do you not remember what just happened last
1: year <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not i'm not doing that i mean i i would say like a 10 and 2 would probably be the ceiling right like right unless i think so unless unless jj mccarthy is a god and if he comes in and is like Look, a got
2: thinker Kills i know solid, i know i'm not Milton, saying Jay- who knows right like we don't even know who our fucking quarterbacks
0: Dude, are. you can put a futures bet in for uh jj for heisman can you can you already i wouldn't be surprised probably <laughs> if we could that'd be pretty amazing
1: um yeah i know i just god it's annoying that we're already like talking about this. <laughs> we're already <laughs> talking about this <laughs>
2: Fucking yeah. February. But it is encouraging, I think, just to even bes- that the schedule came out. There's 12 games on it. Yeah, That's exciting. No right? Four four home games in September. Perfect for tailgating. That's bright spot.
0: Very true.
1: Big bright spot. That's all I really care about. That's all that really matters.
0: Find the flag.
1: Find the flag, baby. That's all right, man. So when you put the signing day that they just put together for twenty twenty one. And then you put together what Mo Linguist just did with landing the two four-star corners and maybe Will Johnson on the horizon, right? I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I feel like, I mean, there is a little something to the hype train, right? And then you add Jerome Moore to the, to the picture and Mike Hart and – you know, Mike McDonald, we really haven't even seen him on the recruiting trail quite yet. But, like, damn. I mean, how do you guys feel about all those guys now moving forward with the recruiting trail?
0: Dude, I love it. There, We have an excellent recruiting staff at this point. Like, say what you will about on the field because there's a lot of question marks there for us right now. But, like, in terms of recruiting, do you, Sharon Moore? I mean, here's a short list of guys Sharon Moore has been involved in recruiting. Dax Hill, J.J. McCarthy, Donovan Edwards, Giovanni Elhadi, and A.J. Henning. Like, those are all, like, some of our best players. So, Yeah, love the to fact, see it. The fact that he got held on and moved to O-line and, and co-offensive coordinator, like, I'm all for it because if we can get more guys like that on the field... I'll I'll pay you whatever you want.
2: Yeah, and I never and, knew that Sharon Moore played uh, line in college at Oklahoma, and dude was fucking huge. I, I he loved
0: was
1: it. like three hundred pounds,
0: dude. Talk about a glow. Holy monster. shit! Yeah,
1: I uh, I mean I'm still pretty sad about Warner though. So now he's going to what, FAU. FAU. FAU? <laughs> That's weird. Is it not like? I felt he like must he did a pretty something. good job. Like, what, what how is he going to go to, uh, like, F, is, is that FCS or?
0: No, FAU is, uh, it's where Lane Kiffin used to coach, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's D1. I, they're like,
1: they're D1, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I guess they're they're D1, I guess. They're just group of five, right? They're not, they're not. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. so. So, but still, like, I would think Ed Warner did a, Pretty good job, right? So, what happened? This is my client.
2: I don't know. Rumors flying around that maybe he said something, but who really knows?
0: Yeah, i have, I have no answers. I th- I think they're just, you know, I think he was just an unfortunate product of the team trying to go in a different direction, and you know, they had to make some changes. Cool way yeah. to put it.
1: I can see that, but it's still like. Upgrade, I think. Some somehow you somehow you let go of a guy who we all thought was pretty damn good, and we should throw the bag at. And then you ended up with. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Obviously, I don't know how he is. How Cheryl Moore is at developing uh, a, an offensive line, but in terms of recruiting, um, I mean, sure Moore is one of the top recruiters in the in the nation, right? So. That It'll be interesting to see if that does look like an upgrade at the end of the day uh, and how him, him, Gaddis, and Mike Hart work together. And then, obviously, Harbaugh as a QB coach, too. Yeah, my hope was
0: that they had – my hope was that this was all in the cards for Sharon Moore to begin with. Like, I, I'm hoping that they brought him in to coach tight ends to get him more familiar with the offense and then move him to co-OC and O-line coach. But, like, I also, like – look at the tight ends and I'm like, "Eh, I I don't know, you know, (laughs) like, to be fair, like Eric all was a very good blocking tight end, (laughs) but he just couldn't catch. So.
1: So maybe they bodes well for the offensive line. They're going to be really good blockers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. I'll take it.
1: We don't need them to catch anything. So we'll be up. Maybe we'll be all right. (laughs) Uh, But I feel like what will be interesting for me to see is how, Josh Gaddis still fits into this mold with all these new guys moving around. Right. So is it, are we still confident in Josh Gaddis or do we think he could like still get squeezed out somewhere? And I don't know how much, how much is still uh, on the back of Josh Gaddis here, even with show uh, Sharon Moore uh, becoming co-OC and, and with Harbaugh taking over the quarterbacks. Is is Gaddis getting squeezed out between the two of those guys?
2: I mean, it almost kind of seems like it. That's what that's what I'd say. I think this is what they should have done initially when they um, when they brought in Gaddis. They should have had him as like a co-c. Like obviously, hindsight being twenty twenty, uh, they should have put him up as a co-c with somebody else. And, you know, I mean, we've always kind of said we want to see Harbaugh as the QB whisperer, right? And we're finally going to see him as the QB coach, it sounds like. Um, But it seems like he's getting squeezed out from my perspective. And obviously, it depends a lot on what the offense does this year. And, um, you know, I mean, behind the scenes, they'll know more than us, obviously, with uh, Sharon Moore. Like, if he's doing more of, you know, the successful things than Gaddis. I mean, we'll see what happens. But the offense needs to produce.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm interested to see where this offense kind of goes, and where Gaddis goes with Ron Bellamy stepping in as the wide receivers coach, right? So, like, where what are you going to be doing exactly, Gaddis? Like, maybe he's going to be relegated to more of his position at Alabama, right? And just be like, kind of a X's and O's play caller type of guy, and then uh, Shiro Moore will be the on the field guy. I, I have no idea where this is going. But, I mean, it's all up in the air at this point. So I'm interested to see what happens.
1: Well, I'm also interested because he was in the booth to start his career, and then they brought him down on the field, right, to be, like, more into it because couldn't get a feel. So now is is Jerome Moore up in the booth telling him kind of what, what plays to call I and mean, Gaddis is down there, or is it the opposite? Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting, but. I do think that it'll help a little bit. I thought Gattis was brought down on the field for that motivation, make sure guys are into it and things like that. Now with Mike Hart, Ron Bellamy, Sheryl Moore, maybe you don't need him on the field all the time because those guys have the fire uh, a little more than an Ed Warner does. Uh, And so I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see. I mean, the other question I have for you guys with, in terms of recruiting and like, yes, this, this uh, staff will surely make a splash, but I mean, they've got a top 10 class already, right? What does, let's say they move from a top 10 to a top five class. Does that fix Michigan's problems or are there, are there problems more in-game coaching or, just, you know, uh, winning the big game or things like that. I felt like it was, you know, recruiting is obviously huge, but recruiting didn't seem to be our biggest problem. We were a little bit like one notch below in Ohio State, obviously, right? But does adding these guys and getting us to a top five class, does that put you over the edge to be competitive with Ohio State? Or do you need more? in terms of in-game and culture and that shit, too.
2: 100%. Bringing in bigger recruits will 100% help you in college football, no matter what, just because I think that gives you a little bit of, like, you don't have to worry about as much of in-game coaching and all that. Like, you can rely on the talent, where if you're not not saying that four-star guys can't get it done or even three-star guys, but when you've got all this five-star talent, you see, I mean, look at Johnny Manziel. Like you get a stud like that just running around the field and making plays on his own, like that's not in-game coaching, right? Like that's just a guy making plays. So I think if Michigan could if Michigan could compete with Ohio State recruiting, it definitely gives them a hell of a lot of a better chance to start winning these games.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, I think what makes it exceptionally hard with Ohio State is like they have such a level of buy-in with their program that like it makes it hard for us to compete. Like, I don't know if you guys realize, I don't think Ohio state had any transfers this off season. So that makes it really hard when you're recruiting at such a high level and nobody transfers. So you're retaining all that talent. There's no, no, nobody's leaving. Hey, no, I mean, that is.
2: That, that's like Bama. Right. Like and you, you convince the guys to stay because it's like, all right, you'll get your time and you're going to win. And people, kids are just like, okay,
0: <laughs> deal. Great. And it's like, we can recruit good talent, right? But then guys leave. And I think that's a huge problem for us. So we need to retain talent, but we also need to elevate the talent that we're recruiting. And I think we're taking those steps and they realize that. So if we do meet that threshold and start bringing in good talent and then retaining it, then it becomes developing that talent. And if we can do all those three things, then we can compete with Ohio State. But that's kind of asking a lot.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that's easier said than done. You just you just said if they can do the exact formula to
0: <laughs> to
1: to do to win a national championship, then uh, they'll be good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, no doubt. I I I mean I think they are taking the steps, but I just I don't know like to me, these guys are all proven recruiters are they proven developers of that talent? And I think that's the biggest difference is when Ohio State and Alabama get a five-star guy or a four-star guy, they turn that guy into an All-American, right? And Michigan has had the All-Americans here and there, the Devin Bushes, the Jabril Peppers, but it's here and there. It's not one or two or three every year like an Ohio State has, right? And so um, that's where I think the difference is. So that's where I'm I'm a little hesitant to just think, OK, taking Michigan from a top 10 to a top five recruiter, is that really going to put them over the edge? I think there's a lot more to it. I definitely think the culture is there, too. And then how do you get from how do you go from a team where Dylan McCaffrey, as soon as he doesn't get the job, transfers to an Alabama where. Tua and Jalen Hurts are battling it out in the freaking national championship game. And they're both NFL quarterbacks, right? Like how do you get to that level? I think is, and, and again, we're comparing Michigan to Alabama, which is ridiculous, but you, <laughs> that's the goal, right? So I think that's, you know, you're, Michigan's been right below that. Right. So that's the next level to me or it, it's, it's, I mean, I feel like Michigan and Penn state and the big 10 are both right there. Right. But they can't, Get over that hump. Penn State had one year where they did it. Michigan, 2016 should have been the year. 2018 should have been the year, but they couldn't do it. So, what's going to take you over that level? And I don't know. It's just, it's a like you said. There's a formula out there, but it's easier said than done for sure.
0: Did you guys see that Alabama had like the greatest draft class or uh, recruiting class, Best like class all time of all time?
1: Did they really? <laughs>
0: That's
2: such the rich, an unreal stat. Just get richer stat. and richer, man.
0: Well, Dude, I that's literally that... like Wall Street billionaires just like raking in dough. It's oh, like yeah. unreal.
1: <laughs> I did see some stat. I can't remember the exact stat, but it was something like thirty-five of the top fifty uh, recruits went to four teams, and it was Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and like. Oklahoma or some shit like that like mm-hmm. it was it was ridiculous where like this is the whole thing about parody in college football right and it's like it's not gonna change unless these you know those four schools just keep like you said the rich get richer it's nobody else is going anywhere else so every all these other teams have like one-off years but they are building something continuously so yeah I don't know man I don't know how you get into that level you pay more? I don't know. It a little bit <laughs> seems. it a little bit seems like all of a sudden these new guys came in and we started dropping bags. Those recruit those, <laughs> com- those corner commits came so fucking fast, man. Yeah, Harbaugh's like, fuck it. Do whatever we have to do. What if he did though? I don't I wouldn't put yeah. it past him. He was like, fuck these guys. I I we can't compete. He said it, right? He's came out and said you can't. Uh, you can't compete with the cheaters, right? And he was alluding to the SEC, and I'm assuming to Ohio State as well. And so what if he was just like, you know what? I can't get it done doing it the clean way. Fuck it. Let's go pay him. Love it. I don't care. I don't give two shits. <laughs>
2: I want to yeah. see Harbor out there with some happy meals talking to these recruits, man. <laughs> do whatever it takes. There
0: there you you go. Go. What we really need to do is we need to get a Chick-fil-A in Ann Arbor. And then... Get whatever the equivalent of a Chick-fil-A Happy Meal. There and you then go. recruits just be flowing in. Oh, it be beautiful.
1: I love it. I love it. Love it. Um, so what else do we want to touch on here? So the schedule is out. We talked about uh, uh, the commits and the uh, recruiting class. Um, we talked about some of these coaches. What's the, uh, Let me ask you this. What's one coach? If you had to pick one coach that you're very excited for to see, develop guys, recruit, on field, all that stuff. Who's your favorite for, like, you think he's going to be the, the shining star?
2: I mean, got to be Mo, right? As far as recruiting, I'm excited to see what he can do, you know, if he can continue what he's doing. But, I mean, then obvious number one after that for me would be Mike McDonald. What is he going to do? You know, how's the defense going to look this year?
0: I think that's an awesome answer because I'm, I'm really curious for Mike McDonald too. But I'm gonna go with Jim Harbaugh, just because QB's most important position on the field. Jim Harbaugh, this is your time to shine and like literally silence the naysayers, and turn one of these guys into like literally the next Andrew Luck. So let's go for that.
1: No, I'm all in on that too. I'm all in. I I think I think b- both of those are good answers because. How does Jim Harbaugh make a difference, right? He's like we, like you said, he. How is he going to come in and put these these QBs that you've got the talent, obviously, in that QB room? There's got to be one of them that can get the job done, right? And play at least because all we've said is you need an above a little bit above average QB, right? Shea Patterson was, uh, he was there, he was pretty much there. If you can take one of those guys to a little bit of the next level, whether it's Cade, JJ, Joe, Dan Valari,
2: Dan Valari, baby.
1: <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But I gotta respond I, to Linda on Twitter. I know. Linda, why Dan Valari? <laughs> 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 um, but also I am I'm very intrigued by Mike McDonald. What kind of defense is he? I mean. So that's going to be all the talk is what kind of defense is he going to come in and run? How does he use the guys that he has? Um, how does he prepare? Like, I mean, are we running man all the time again? Are we going to run a zone? Are we blitzing nonstop? Um, you know, what's, what's going on there? I, I would love to, to know what is, what, how he's going to handle all that.
0: Yeah. I mean, if rumors are anything, I, the, the Ravens, I think they ran like a four, three. So Maybe look for something like that. I would I, I
1: want I want a little bit of change, right? I think I want something, something change. So we'll see how that goes. But I I don't I don't want him to come in and blow the whole thing up. But I also just don't want to see. I love blitzing, but I don't want to see the same exact thing. So we'll see how that goes. So. Um, all right. On to uh, onto basketball, though, for a little bit here. Um, you know, thank God. Give it what? Five days left, six days left. And we're back to finally seeing Michigan basketball. It's been three weeks now. Uh, it's felt like an eternity. Jesus.
0: But so wait, they I know that they postponed the game. But have they announced that they're coming back and playing? Like what's the what's going on there?
2: It sounds like they're on track for at Wisconsin on Sunday,
0: the 14th, right?
1: Mm, Uh, Yes. Yeah. So they ended up postponing the Illinois game, which is on Thursday. Right. Um, But they are going to – they are coming back, and they're going to play against Wisconsin. Um, So they – yeah, they they started – they started, like, conditioning, individual conditioning or something this past week. Uh, I think it was, like, Wednesday or Thursday they started that. Um, no team – nothing team, team-wise team yet, but they're going to start team practices, I believe, this week and that, so that they can, like, ramp up and get ready for Sunday against Wisconsin. So, um, yeah, so hopefully that, uh, that goes well. Um,
0: Are they going to reschedule any of these games? I don't know if you've heard about that or not.
1: I haven't heard anything on rescheduling, oh, no. but I want to ask you guys thoughts should they reschedule? Like if Michigan's on pace, if they, if there's no requirement for them to win the big 10 to, if they don't have to reschedule these games, does it make sense to just like pile back end their schedule, play a shit ton of games, exhaust this team. And like right before a big 10 tournament or, or an NCAA tournament, like I I'm okay with, obviously I would love to play MSU. Um, at at Chrysler but I'm okay with just like missing out on some games rather than them just like trying to plug in these games every little chance they get and like double up double up double up and then you're you're maybe in a bad spot with injuries exhaustion like you know you don't have fresh legs going into tournament time all that stuff.
2: Yeah, with the way Michigan's playing right now, there's no, no way, no reason for them to to add in games. No, say they go on a huge losing streak and they need to get their win percentage up, then I'd say all right, do whatever they have to do. Um, but I don't think that they'd be searching to to go out and reschedule these games unless they absolutely had to for to like win the conference or something
0: like that. Yeah, Ro, the way you put it, I'm like that makes total sense. I'm. I don't want them to be tired out before going into the tournament. So right.
1: Yeah. I, I just I I mean, everyone's like, I, I saw Ant Wright put it out there. Brendan Quinn put some stuff out there of like how they could uh, how they could make things up and, and like Brendan Quinn even put something out there like to end the season, you go back to back days against MSU, one in one in Ann Arbor, one in East Lansing. I'm like, why? You know, like, yeah, we want to I, I, I want to see basketball, Michigan basketball as much as possible. But like if, if the goal is to win the Big Ten and then go out and if they are playing a Big Ten tournament, go out, win that and win an NCAA tournament. I don't give a shit about making up these extra games like, you know, I go back to uh, Big Ten football, too. They didn't. They weren't making up games for Big Ten football, and they put Ohio State as the uh, the Big Ten champ. So why should they treat Michigan any different? You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. <laughs> I, I I don't have a lot to say, but yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just. I am very excited to to see to watch them come back here. It's. It feels. I'm. I'm just hoping. What I'm super scared of is like, will they? Um, will they? Like, go, come out not ready again. You know, I'm pretty scared. Do you think that they're going to come out just as hot or are they going to come out in a little bit of a slump?
2: I I think they'll pick up, right? Because, I mean, they, they had a break before, right, where they shut down for a little bit. They had to postpone a couple games and came back.
1: I Maybe mean, uh, like, it was just, like, one game against Penn State. Yeah, it was the other teams, yeah. But I think it was only just one game at a time, yeah.
2: I'd I'd like to think and hope that there's going to come back right where they left off. But I mean, there's always that chance when you take this much time off and other teams have been playing that, you know, there's a little bit of a, I don't know what you want to call it, but you know, they're going to slow down a little bit. So I'm hoping for the best, but I wouldn't be shocked if they have a bad game or two coming out.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, what what do you call it, like for a boxer, like ring rust, right? Like I think they'll have a little bit of that, but not like crazy. So I I think they'll still be good and they'll still be competitive, but maybe expect a little bit of that kind of, you know, time off.
1: Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's just them getting their legs back, getting back into game shape, A, and then just getting back into a rhythm, right? Of shooting those shots in game time. Um, I don't know what they were doing, like, during this time off. I'm There's no way they were just, like, sitting at home, right? Like, they were probably getting shots up somewhere, whether it was at Chrysler or somewhere else. But, uh, right. yeah, like, I would hope that they would be. So, hopefully that uh, hopefully that, that that they can get into it quicker than usual. But I also don't like them coming from three weeks off and first game is on the road and the Kohl Center at Wisconsin, like – Yeah. Tough Uh, game to come back for. Yeah.
2: I mean, would it it have been better to come back against Illinois? Right? I I mean, it's like two tough games.
1: You either play a top 10 team at home or you play a not so great team, but it's at Wisconsin where they are, you know, normally they win like 95% of their games at home. Right? Um, Like, I can
2: see that like a Minnesota game. Like, we blew them out at Chrysler, but then we go to Minnesota and they take care of business. I don't know.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully they can get it together. Damn, I'm just, I'm just happy for them to be back. I've felt, honestly, I feel like this is a weird thing to say. I've just felt a little off since they've been, since they've been not playing. Like, life is not complete, you know?
0: Yeah, it feels like empty, right? Like, (laughs) I'm just like, where's the basketball? (laughs) It's just like asking myself every day.
1: It's like, it's sad. Right, like I feel like I'm, like, holy shit, am I really that dependent on Michigan athletics? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: but, but, but it it does fulfill some. Uh, it's something to look forward to twice a week. You know, it makes the week go by quicker at work. So, yeah.
2: yeah. All
1: right, well, that's all I've got. I don't know, you guys, got anything else to touch on here? I
2: do. I do want to
1: bring up. Um,
2: I, we just saw this tweet, Ben Van Summeren six what is he i don't know how tall he is but 250 with a 42 and a half inch vertical i just Holy saw shit. him watch,
1: he just slid in our instagram dms and was like hey can you guys post this or something like
0: that well
2: it, it was um the guy from wolverine sports tv uh syvert
0: oh he, oh, he yeah. sent it
2: to us asking like i guess uh, ben wants to put it up so i put it up um and then he shared it but I, I hit him up i was like hey man we gotta get you on the pod sometime he, he could have been the wide receiver one that we were missing with Nico Collins, man. Put no him in shit. Zone,
1: let him jump for it. Throw it up to the big one. about matchup nightmare. <laughs> Holy crap. 42.5 inch vertical at 250 pounds. That's
0: insane. Put that him a we tight have... end.
1: Put him a tight end.
0: You know what we haven't done in a long time is a zero to 90.
2: Let's go for All it. All right. I don't really have any hot takes, but I'll, I'll uh, think of one on the
0: fly. We we know you're good for it.
1: <laughs> All right, I I've got one. I've got one.
0: All right, I, I I'll get you.
1: Do you want me to do you want to go first or do you want to go last? Yeah, let,
0: let's I'll go whenever.
1: He said, hey, most, hey. Definitely. He said most definitely. He just said most definitely. Ben Van Ben coming on the pod soon. He's he's trying to help his draft stock. It sounds like so. Hey, hell yeah! <laughs> you know, as as most people know, you come on Blue by Nine. Your draft <laughs> stock is going up, up, up. Moon.
2: Oh, it's like the stocks to the moon, baby.
1: To the moon. <laughs> oh, my Dog God. coin. Dog <laughs> coin. <laughs> Is it Doge? Doge? Doge. I have no idea. Dogecoin.
2: I call it it Doggy Coin.
1: (laughs) Doggy coin. That's even better, dude. To the fucking moon. (laughs) Oh my
0: goodness. All right. Who's going?
1: I think you should start us off. You got something hot here. Get get me in the get get my vibes going the right direction. All right. All right. Jalen, your zero to ninety starts now.
0: Okay, we did not touch on this, but this is the most important college football news of your entire life. College football for, oh, the, for the the video game is coming back by whatever system that you need. I don't care what it is. Um, my what I want from that, I want it to like consume my entire life. So I'm like <laughs> come up with an app where it like, calls me and i have to like talk to recruits at work and be like (laughs) yo come to my school blah 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 like this is the greatest shit you've ever been to whatever i want to sell people to my game blue by 90
2: dude i like that what I, what i hope what i hope for the most for this game is they don't change really anything from 14 it just has updated rosters better graphics um Make sure road to glory is like sweet, like it was, and don't turn it into Madden. If they turn it into Madden, I'll be fucking pissed. Yeah, no, don't turn it into Madden. But way to bring that up—that is huge news that we did not touch on.
1: I also here's what I also want. And I actually saw this. Uh, I saw a couple of former Michigan players tweeting about it. Like we need. Well, I mean, what was it? 2014 was the last one, right? Yeah, God, it, that. I mean, I know. First of all, again. Once again, everything's coming up Michigan except for actually wins. Like, somehow (laughs) it comes back to Michigan every time uh, of Denard on the cover. But, um, first of all, it doesn't seem like it's been seven years. Like, that is a long Pretty wild. Um, But I want to see, like, the 2016 team. Yeah. 2016 Michigan back on NCAA
0: would be dominant, dude. Ooh. Yeah, just like uh, 2K has the, um, the like, old teams. Yeah, yep. that'd be – like, be I would
1: love to watch – I would love to see if they, like, could have at least, like, a version of those teams for the last seven years on there. But I think they did say they were like, oh, we, we – they aren't going to have anything like the real teams because they're trying to avoid, obviously, another lawsuit or something like that. Um, and
2: ultimately, like, when you're doing Road to Glory, too, like, the the – You know, all the players are completely different than the actual players. So, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, whatever. I think everybody's going to be so happy that it's back. But, yeah, if they can bring back, like, the 16 Michigan Wolverines team or, like, fucking all those Oklahoma Sooners teams that were, like, dominant for the past, like, three years with, like, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield. I mean, that would be really cool. Because it sounds like it's not going to be out till like, 2022,
1: 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Still, that would be sweet. Yeah, Kyler oh, Murray wait. would be a fucking cheat code. It'd be like Mike know. Vick in 04. What do you think is Jay Patterson sweet on that game, like Johnny Manziel, or or
0: what do we think? I think he's like a 93
1: overall. 93? Yeah, pretty solid. I say that's fair.
0: Shit, that's crazy. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, shit, that would be that would be legit. Um. <clears throat> So, all right, I'm ready for mine, too. I'm ready for mine. That was a good one. That was a really good one. Okay, though, we didn't touch on that. All
0: right. Ro, your zero to 90 starts now.
1: All right, here's my prediction for Michigan basketball. They're coming back. Everyone is going to be saying exactly what we just said, where we were saying, oh, are they going into a slump? They're going to come back slow. They may come back slow for a half, I think they pick right back up after that. They pound it to D- Hunter Dickinson. Nate Reavers isn't going to do shit against Hunter Dickinson. So it's same same outcome as the, as the first one. They're going to dominate Wisconsin. Here's my bold prediction. I still think that Michigan ends the regular season with one loss in the Big Ten. They are going undefeated from for, for the rest of the time, even with the, the time off. They've been – Living, licking their chops, trying to get back to, on the court. They're ready to go. Juwan has been having them do. They, they've been, they've been shoveling the driveway, you know, and sh- getting shots up uh, even in the snow. Uh, they've been out at the, uh, in the IM buildings and stuff like that. So, under <laughs> uh, one loss, Big Ten champs, Michigan basketball, basketball school shirts coming soon.
2: I like that. I yeah, saw so, you, uh, Mitch has got on it. They've got the basketball t- basketball school uh, hoodies and shirts out. You didn't throw I, that I, up
1: there.
2: I like um, – shit, dude, I'd love to see Hunter Dickinson come out and kind of like dominate like he did in the beginning of the year. I mean, Michigan's love- playing well, so like whatever. If he doesn't, like, you know, that's okay too. But I'd kind of like to see him bounce back to put up some some numbers like he did early on. i feel like love he to see him wearing it. A-
1: I'd love to see him wearing a big Dickinson Energy sweatshirt, too. That'd be
0: amazing. He's like wearing see- underneath
2: the jersey. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: hoodie,
1: like Hoodie mellow, Hoodie Hunter. <laughs> I feel be
0: like beautiful. the secret's out on him a little bit, so he gets, you know, guarded pretty well. But That's true. I, want, I want to see him, yeah, I want to see him ball out. That's true. All right, All right, Jack, you going to
1: finish this up here?
0: I, I, we'll, zero see. To we'll see what I got. Your zero to
1: 90 starts now.
2: All right. I'm relying on uh, Dr. Fauci here. Sounds like we (laughs) might get herd immunity by the end of the summer, early fall, which means tailgating might be able to be back in full force. That's what I'm hoping for. It's my hot take. That's what I'm going to believe in, that we're going to be back uh, and be able to tailgate. Maybe not as crazy as normal, but we'll still be able to have a good time and people on the golf course. It'll be fun. Uh, So that's what I'm hoping for.
0: Oh, we're getting crazy.
2: I'm, I'm I mean, just thinking about tailgating 24-7 all year long.
1: I've been it's let's let's be honest here, it's February. I have thought about tailgating way too much over the past couple weeks here. The, <laughs> the schedule came out, like you said, it was four games in September, and and I'm just like, all right, well, let's start planning now, I guess. <laughs>
2: Dude, I cannot wait. I'm going to get that. I'm getting that flag made. I'm going to hang it in the basement and then we'll bring it out to tailgates and you people can just yeah. find the flag and we'll uh, be having a
1: grand old time. Perfect. Uh, I cannot wait to have listeners come out and party with us. That's going to be honestly so much fun because I be think so it's just going to be, it's going to be people coming from all over. Wearing shirts and shit, it'll be it'll be awesome. Well, well be- it's
0: gonna be even better than that because they're really just gonna show up and be like, Yeah, you guys are full of shit. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> Yeah,
2: that's right.
1: <laughs> they're gonna show up and be like, these are the fucking losers I've been listening to this entire time. <laughs> Oh my god, uh, it's 9.15, Rose passed out on the fucking <laughs> grass and, on the golf course. Oh, they may
2: not know shit about sports, but they sure like to drink.
1: <laughs> That's what this podcast is all about, right? <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Man. All right, you got me pumped up now. I'll, I'll go start planning uh, the tailgates now.
2: Perfect. So-
1: All right. Sounds good. Well, uh, that was our show for today. Um, we will uh, get this out here pretty soon and, um, you know, hopefully we'll have, uh, some feedback after Sunday too. one o'clock game on Sunday, right. For Michigan. Um, so there's like, I don't know what are, what we can watch other college football, obviously, but, um, like, or college basketball, I mean, but, uh, there's like no football on anymore. Uh, NFL's they done, like I need Michigan basketball back in my life. So, one o'clock Sunday, maybe we'll do a post game, uh, post game podcast or something like that. We'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, have, uh, follow us at Blue by 90 on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Blue by 90 podcast on YouTube as well. Follow, follow Shield tweets, follow Shield tweets on Twitter, put out some fire, some fire tweets. We'll see. I, I don't
2: tweet much, but when I do, I like to think it's pretty, uh, pretty decent.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure, dude, you're really good at it. I'm learning right. the Twitter sphere. In the Twitter sphere. All right, we'll see you guys next time.